Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and enjoyed their time with their families and ate lots of turkey and lots of food. And now we are set and getting ready for the Christmas season. I'm recording this episode today on December 2nd. I was trying to get this episode out yesterday, but a quick personal story. I was at the bank yesterday or going to the bank and some really bad person, um, not the words I really wanted to use, but I'm trying to keep it very nice for my podcast as far as language, but somebody ended up putting a cat in a cat crate um, in a garden area next to this bank that I go to and basically left it there. I put it in my car in the crate that it was in asked the security guard at the bank that they said the cat was there from earlier in the morning so I took it home and tried to do the right thing and with bringing the cat home with two other cats that I have it was basically a shit show um, the cat is not fixed to my knowledge the cat started spraying so I'm trying to do the right thing so it was a big adventure yesterday and uh, I was unable to record because I tried to do the right thing so in regards to that, I'm taking it to a ASPCA um, place where they're going to fix it and do everything and tell me if the cat is you know, fixed or not fixed. And if it's not fixed, they're going to fix the cat. And we're thinking about keeping him. He's a very, very nice cat. So I had a lot of stuff going on with that yesterday. So that's why I didn't get the episode out yesterday. And as far as the Ghostbusters Afterlife review, we're going to do that next week. And the episode I'm giving you today was going to be the episode I was doing last week. And in news to the paranormal world, PETA launches a gruesome online shop with goods made of human leather. Now, I don't know if this is actually 100% factual, but this is a report from the New York Post that came out this week, so I wanted to give you that. It's a little disturbing. And in the new, other news, from the depths of the rare, and from the depths of the Pacific, this week, a rare football fish, a deep sea angelfish, usually found at depths of 2,000 feet, was found on a beach in San Diego, California, on November 13th. Actually, this is from November 13th. I read this news during the week, and that kind of correlates with some of the other episodes like cryptids and things like that that I've talked about that we really don't know the in-depth um, knowledge of what is in the ocean, that the, these animals and fish and creatures are can go to depths of 2,000 feet where we really can't investigate and form knowledge of these animals, and this was washed along sh the shores in San Diego Um on November 13th and it looks like some kind of gigantic monstrous looking fish you can look up um, football fish and see what it looks like it's pretty crazy the teeth on this thing is is insane and you don't normally see this on shore or you don't usually catch creatures like this but because something happened to this this fish it went a little too far up it washed along shore it ended up passing away but they did find it and this is what I'm trying to tell people that we don't really know what's out there as far as the animal kingdom or sea life and this thing washed along shore. So I had to include that in my uh, news segment. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I've been doing a lot of research lately and watching a lot of shows um, via travel and YouTube that talk about a subject of haunting that goes with places of, in regards to movie theaters, um, museums, churches, buildings, things of that nature, right? Now, I've done an episode before on why do they haunt, and, and in regards to that episode, why do they haunt, I talked a lot about certain places, right? 
So the reason I'm actually doing this, besides from hearing about it on other outlets and other TV shows, is uh, as you may or may not know, I work for a famous zoo in New York. Um, I just got the job in May. And when I had left the job 15 years ago, there was talks that at nighttime, a lot of weird things happen. Um, people, the security guards that are there, see things that, that are a little odd or a little off. And there has been stories amongst the place I work where the, you know we think that it could possibly be haunted. Now, to my knowledge, only one person has really passed away um, from a tragedy at, this pl- at the place I work. And that would be the only death, to my knowledge, that actually occurred within where I work now in the zoo in New York City. Now, I don't know why they people that work there at night are seeing things. And to the research and things I've been watching, I've come up with a conclusion or a theory on why this particular place I work is actually having apparitions and ghostly activity. So, um, there's an ongoing theory with paranormal investigation investigators that if a person in their past liked a particular area, let's say they liked a Broadway play, and they went to that theater to watch this play, you know, more than one occasion, they obviously liked it, they liked the play, they liked the theater, and they kept going there. And upon the time of their demise, if they didn't actually go to, let's say, the great beyond, heaven, hell, whatever we think we go and we're done, their apparition or their soul will go back to a place that they enjoyed the most. So in this instance, that person liked this Broadway play, let's say, and they, in their past life or when they become a ghost, quote unquote, they will go back to that theater and try to keep on the um, the path of watching their show that they liked, their play that they liked, and haunt that particular area. Um, there are many movie theaters across the United States that are haunted. Um, a majority of them do have paranormal activity because of the events that happened there. Um, so, you know, there are that aspect, like a lot of deaths there that hanging um, or murders inside movie theaters. But there are some movie theaters that have activity that is just like, why is this happening? No one died here. Nothing happened. Um, In regards to my job, there has been only one confirmed death, which was an unfortunate tragedy, but no other deaths or activities in regards to sudden deaths or like murders or like self-inflicted deaths at this place. So... I've heard the stories from the past when I previously worked here and another story popped up on actually conveniently on Halloween. So on Halloween, one of my coworkers says, when we drive into work, it's very early. We start work at seven o'clock on the dot. And before the whole time change, daylight savings time thing, when you're driving into work, um, there's no sun. It's dark until about 7.15, 7.30. So when you drive in, it's pitch black. And that day on Halloween, when I heard the story, I did say to my coworker, you know, you're telling me this story on Halloween. Should I believe you? But this particular individual is a little older. Uh, He's about three weeks from retirement, so I don't really think he was BSing me. And he says, upon driving in and going to park at this particular parking lot, because you have a lot of options when you drive in where you want to park, 
that he saw some shadow figure standing in a particular area of um, where I worked, the zoo. And just the person was standing there and he looked and he kept driving and he parked his car. And when he walked back up to get to the office where we have to go in our locker room, he didn't see it there no more. And at that particular time, there's really no security guard standing in that area. Um, that area doesn't have a security post, you know, because we are familiar where the security guards are stationed throughout the day and going into the night. So now when he told me that story, he says, you know, I, Billy, I never really was scared before. I never had my hair stand up on my arms or anything like that. But this time I was pretty afraid. So I, I genuinely believe that he saw something. And upon hearing that story, being interested in the paranormal like I am, I started asking security officers um, in the zoo I work at um, if they've any if they've seen anything odd or strange. And I've heard a couple of stories. And then you ask coworkers. And this week recently, uh, one of my coworkers that I was working with on a, on a job actually said that a, a girl that he's talking to there mentioned something to the extent that there's an apparition of a lady wearing a white dress because in the zoo I work at, there are weddings that take place. And apparently the story goes that this lady that was going to get married um, got denied. Like the, the groom said, no, I'm, I'm, we're not going to get married and ended up, you know, leaving the altar. And the lady didn't die there, but it's something that probably was so traumatic to this girl that she was going to get married in a place that made them happy or made her happy and was denied the marriage right when things were supposed to literally happen and everything happened and be, you know, husband and wife. And it was, it didn't happen. And in her past, when in, in her passing, when she died, she went back to the place where it was her happiest time, but something sad happened. And that's why this apparition is seen um, in the zoo, this lady in a white dress. So I don't really know, um, you know, too much of the in-depth details of what happened in the past there, because the zoo I work out has, has been open for many, many years, you know, maybe 19, um, in 19 something, early 1900s, the zoo was opened and it's been open for some time now. So there's a lot of history that I don't really know about or what could have happened back then, but there are many stories of apparitions being seen or things weird, you know, thing, a lot of weird things happening in this, this zoo. Now I've actually started working an event that takes place in the holiday seasons here. And I have to drive through the zoo at night in areas where the public is not allowed to go to reach certain areas and do my job that's entailed with what I'm asked to do um, during this holiday event. And I have to drive through the zoo on roads that are not lit up and no one's there. And it's, you know, I'm not really scared easily. It's eerie. It's pretty crazy driving through the zoo at night with just the little cart that I'm driving's headlights. But, you know, I'm using extra uh, caution or I have my my senses up to see if I see something. Um, and that's this, this zoo in New York City. So, you know, why is it haunted? So my theory is that a place that you've liked in your life that you're growing up and you're living through, if you particularly like a certain area, like I gave the example of the Broadway play and the zoo that I work at with this, this lady who was denied being husband and, you know, husband and wife, then the groom walked off the altar on her. 
that you would go back to these places to haunt. Um, a movie theater that you like, a particular movie theater you will always go to to see a movie, a Broadway play in that theater. Um, this zoo, right? A zoo that you've liked the zoo so much. It's somewhere you went with your family. Possibly when you pass on, you would want to go back there as an apparition to haunt, you know? Now, another thing about these places that um, we see apparitions at, but really no one really was murdered there or took their own life necessarily. Why these places are haunted is what I actually said about the zoo, right? So the zoo has been, this particular zoo in New York City has been there for quite some time, right? Um, I don't have the exact, I want to say somewhere around like 1908 um, or 1890-something, the zoo was founded and started to be built here. Um, that's a lot of history. Now, there's a big going theory in paranormal because when you talk about paranormal, nothing is really confirmed, that places with history hold energy. And within this energy, things can basically manifest. I've actually heard on a recent episode of the Joe Rogan experience that he was talking to an individual that was a scientist when it came to um, things that happen. Um, Are we actually experiencing things that have happened you know, in the past, he's, he, I forgot the, the exact term that this, he's a professional or a doctor in, but he mentioned this um, to this doctor, Joe Rogan. Now, you know, we know Joe Rogan is really all about aliens and UFOs, but not necessarily ghosts. But he asked this doctor, you know, does energy make itself known or present in the form of apparitions or ghosts? Um, and it was a question in regards to history of places. Now, movie theaters and museums, they've been around for a long time. Um, take, for instance, my job, my workplace, the zoo. So many people have gone into this area. So much energy. So many people. We're talking about millions and millions of people walking through the doors of a movie theater, walking into the grounds of a zoo. In the, in the time that it's been there, that there's so much in and out energy that it's possible that the energy that's been through there can actually manifest or put forth apparitions of people that have been there in the past. Um, a theory that scientists believe is your energy never really goes, uh, never dies. It just keeps on going. You know, when you die, your energy goes out into the earth. So it's a possibility that this, you know, inner self, your soul or your energy that you have can come back to a place that you yourself or your family liked while you were alive. And that would mean that this apparition theory, even though no deaths happen there or self-inflicted wounds or tragedies can lead to apparitions being seen at a place that doesn't have the um, tools of the trade of an average haunting. Um, so I believe that your energy may cause things to happen in these places that have a lot of history. Um, I was watching a special on the Travel Channel where a security guard in a movie theater was filming um, his night tour, walking around and hearing piano playing and people talking and singing. And if I remember correctly, this individual, the movie theater he worked at, nothing negative happened there. No deaths, no suicides, anything to that extent. 
but it was just so old, the movie theater, that things were happening. And you have to understand the amount of people that go into these historical places, you know, just think about how many people walked in there, how much energy is in there. You know, there's people that walk into particular places, right? I believe you call them empaths. And they just get this feeling like, hey, why do I feel like that? And, and that's really because of the environment you're in. And the amount of people that have been in there, you just get this, this feeling. And you just know the importance of a particular place that you were in and the historics of it. When I myself went to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, when I stepped onto that battleground, I had that feeling like, wow, there's a lot of stuff that went down here. You know, you know the history. You could feel it in your bones that a lot of people died at that site in Gettysburg and you know the history in the background mentally that you already heard about so when you go to a particular place you can almost feel the history and that something is going on here to this day the energy levels now another thing I've spoke about on previous episodes is the sure fact that besides from places having historical significance and being old like buildings theaters zoos you know, so on and so forth, the surrounding area plays a big significant role in the things that happen, right? So paranormal investigators, they do look at some of them in a haunted area, what's around running water, minerals, rocks, caves, forest, right? Now we do see a lot of weird things in the forest, Bigfoot apparitions, there's a whole show on travel about the woods are haunted. But these elements, natural elements, can play a factor in making paranormal activity happen. Now, in my case, where I work at the zoo in New York City, there is nothing but forest and water. There's an actual area where a river or lake used to be, and it doesn't really run over there no more when they started building things. But that area in the zoo particular area used to have a lake and things can happen there because of that. There's a waterfall in the zoo that I work at and that can cause a lot of things. The zoo I work at is one of the larger zoos in the United States, period. And it's surrounded by water, river, waterfalls, forest, rocks, um, elevations at certain points. And these things are thought to help paranormal activity occur. So you have these natural things within the confines of the place I work and and you have these historical stuff from the time the zoo was built to the elements of nature and you combine that and of course things can happen. Now, from the gist of the stories that I've got from people that work there, that things happen at night. Now, I there's a lot of theories also on why certain things happen at night. You know, we're not just, it's not just nighttime that paranormal activity happens. Things do happen during the day. But for some reason, paranormal activity likes to occur when the sun goes down. Um, some say it's a biblical thing. Some say it's in regards to demonic things and the mocking of, of the biblical um, activities that occurred. But I don't really fall too far into that that theory. I just feel like things happen at nighttime because energy is down from during the day and at night things are quiet. Um, and we're probably more susceptible to hearing and seeing these things because our bodies are tired. So our mind is at a state where we're more gullible or um, susceptible to reading and hearing things. Remember, when you fall asleep, you know, you're, you're done. You're, you know, but when you're dead, you're going into that 
we're gonna I'm about to go into a dead sleep, your mind is in a loop. So you might be able to pick up things because you're so tired that you ne- not, not necessarily would do would see or hear when you're fully awake. I feel like in that nighttime in when you're about to go into a slumber, you know, maybe it's a mind trick from being tired, but I feel like your brave's on a different brave uh brain length and you're more susceptible to see things. So granted nighttime, you know, we're humans and at night we are not nocturnal. We most of us go to sleep at night. So we pick up on certain things in the nighttime hours and maybe that's why we can detect or see more paranormal activity at night. But the historical aspect of why apparitions appear and combine that with the, you know, the natural surroundings and scenery and terrain can cause a lot of things to happen. Now, in this case, a lot of historical buildings and a lot of places that have time involved and the building have been built for so long um, can play a big factor in why apparitions or energy can cause apparitions to manifest and you see and hear certain things. You know, place people at my job are seeing, literally seeing things. Um, most, some other places get the smells. So there's some theaters that used to have plays and so on and so forth. People actually report smelling cigars or smoke or perfumes, right? And remember back in the day, um, even from like the mid nineties and earlier, um, I was, I was born into, I was born in 86 and I remember when I was like six years old, seven years old, going into diners and you could still smoke in diners. So just imagine these people that report cigar smells. Back back in the day, you can smoke and drink and do whatever you want inside of some of these theaters and places like that. So when people actually say, hey, I, you know, I smell cigar smoke, who's smoking in, in this building? They may actually be experiencing energy from what took place years and years ago, manifesting itself in an energy form of a smell, like a cigar. And obviously, way back in the early 90s, um, cigar smoking and pipe smoking was a little bit more popular than cigarette smoke. Um, And that's something that was predominantly done in old theaters, cigar smokes, pipe smoke, and a lot of drinking. So there are people that report smelling scents as opposed to seeing something. So a lot of historical places because of the amount of energy and people that have went there from the time a place was built can actually build up energy and in theory portray out apparitions because of the energy and the history in a place. Theaters, museums, parks, um, cemeteries. Cemeteries have dead bodies from years and years ago. Just think about between the person that's buried in the cemetery from all the bodies that are buried there from the amount of different years they're buried there to the people that go there to this day to see them. And that's why cemeteries is a big thing. And cemeteries are usually built, you know, within an area of forest and plain ground. And I've been to nice cemeteries where there's water and lakes and things like that. So that's why cemeteries are a place that can be haunted or things are being seen. You got old theaters you know, just think about Manhattan, some of these theaters, how old they are. I have a friend that does security and he was in one um, and he sent me a video. He's like, dude, this place is definitely haunted. He knows I'm into this stuff. Sent me a video of things were going on. He could have sworn he was hearing things and seeing things. Cemeteries, theaters that do Broadway plays and plays, movie theaters, 
amusement parks. Amusement parks, some of them have been built for years and years and years, and people and security guards report things happening at night. There's abandoned amusement parks that people venture into and see things and hear things. Um, zoos, like the zoo that I work at. Um, aquariums, places that have been built for quite some time will have enough energy throughout the time period of people visiting them from when they first opened to now, if they're still open, gather energy and make apparitions or some paranormal activity happen, regardless if something negative happened there or not. Remember, in the world of paranormal, a lot of stories start with a death or a tragedy. But now we are starting to learn that paranormal activity is not just um, focused on something that negative happen, it can actually be that someone passes away and their soul or spirit winds up to a place that they ended up liking in their time alive, like theaters, um, amusement parks, zoos, so on and so forth. And that's a big thing that I'm starting to hear more of um, in research and in watching TV shows. And uh, there's a lot of YouTube videos you can actually YouTube, haunted theaters, haunted parks, and you'll see some of this stuff. Um, and a lot of the reports will be shadow figures, which we've spoke about on earlier episodes, smells, um, eerie feelings, feeling of discomfort, feeling of dread, and um, even like happy feelings. You'll just go into a place and be like, why am I so happy? You know, especially a theater where some of the best plays were, you know, played out in front of people. But historical places have so much energy that paranormal activity can happen regardless if something negative happened or not. And I wanted to touch base on that because it's something that I've been hearing a lot about in the last week or two. And I suggest, you know, if you're into this topic, going on to YouTube and typing in some of these things, you could see some videos. However, be careful of YouTube. A lot of stuff on there is fan-made for you to get the views and things like that. Um, check out shows like The Paranormal Court on Camera. Um, I love, and you already got, you guys already know this, um, Travel Channel. Go on the Discovery Plus app, type in Travel Channel. There is just so much stuff for you guys to watch and a lot of stuff on this subject that I covered here today. So that's going to wrap up this episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. I am on social media, Twitter and Instagram, SWAB underscore podcast. That's my Instagram and my Twitter. You can check that out. I'm always updating my Instagram, Twitter, not so much. I'm on there, you know, here and there. Um, next week, it was supposed to be today, but it's going to be next week. I got a treat for you. Special guest returning. We're going to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. This will be for quite some time, unless a surprise Ghostbusters 4 comes out. This will be one of the last times speaking about Ghostbusters. I wanted to give some time to give this review so that I can keep away from the spoilers. But I think if you're a diehard fan, at this point in time, you've already seen the Ghostbusters Afterlife movie. I wanted to give a review as a big fan and a paranormal lover of this movie. So next week, me and Joey Valentino will be returning to give you guys a duo review of the Ghostbuster Afterlife movie. So next week will be a science fiction review of a really good movie that many paranormal lovers like, the Ghostbusters, and you can catch that next week. Um, we'll be airing that at Wednesday or Tuesday of next week, so you can tune in for our review. I'd like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to have a paranormal podcast and get my opinions and thoughts out there. I hope uh, more people follow and listen. If you're into paranormal and you think my show is good, give a little blessing for me. And tell everybody that it's out there. 
And if you haven't heard about Anchor, Anchor is the free app that lets you have your podcast out there, giving you the tools and everything you need to film a podcast such as mine, the Say What Again Billy podcast. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.